I V M. Welcome to All Things Policy, a daily podcast supported by Pragati, a flagship media initiative of the Takshashila Institution. We're a bunch of policy nerds based in Bengaluru, and we like to bring a fresh perspective to Indian affairs and an Indian perspective to global affairs. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join us for today's chat. Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of All Things Policy. I'm Rohan, and joining me today on this episode is my colleague Priyal. So we're going to be jumping right into it and talking about the declining fertility rate in India as per the latest National Family Health Survey report. So Priyal, let's start off with a simple introduction about what the NFHS survey is and why it is important. So uh, National Family Health Survey is um, the fifth in the NFHS series. And it provides information on uh, India's population, health, nutrition of each state as well as union territory. And it sort of gives you like a bird's eye view of the state of the nation's health. Till today, it has provided like really encouraging outcomes on in several fronts. For example, stabilizing the population growth, improving improved family planning services, uh, better delivery of health uh, systems. And like NF- its previous counterpart, that is NFHS 4, NFHS 5, which is the current one, also provides like district level estimates for some important indicators. And the, some of the characters or uh, some of the contents of NFHS 5 are very similar to NFHS 4 so that it allows like comparisons over time. But this current version has also included some new topics such as preschool education, disability access to toilet facilities, death registration, bathing practices during menstruation, and methods and reasons for abortion. Now, the scope of the clinical as well as anthropometric and biochemical testing has also been expanded to include like the measurement of uh, waist to hip circumferences as opposed to just the BMI that was previously done. And also the age range for the measurement of blood pressure and blood glucose has also been expanded. So basically, this uh, the sample has been designed to provide national as well as state as uh, state slash union territory and the district level estimates uh, of various indicators covered in the survey. However, like the estimates of indicators such as sexual behavior, husband's background and women's work, HIV AIDS knowledge, attitudes and behavior, and domestic violence is only available at the state and union territory level and national level and it's not available at the district level and such okay so moving on let's talk about what you think are some of the key findings in this survey so actually this particular survey has some really interesting findings first thing is we've seen that the use of family planning methods have increased and most of the states have reduced their fertility rate below the target of 2.1 which was i think the target that was set for 2010 the sex ratio uh, at birth has also declined in few states, which is not really a good thing. But on the brighter side, institutional births have increased and uh, also uh, the out-of-pocket expenditure on deliveries have increased in some of the states. Also, the good thing is the infant mortality rate has declined across states. But the um, sad thing is malnourishment among children is also increasing. 
obesity is increasing for both men and women across all states and this is something that another one of my colleague Harshit and I discussed in a previous episode of ATP we've also seen that uh, there has been improvement in and increase in the access to electricity and uh, improved source of drinking water and sanitation facility and more women are using mobile phones across all states but they do not really have access to internet not many of them do but a lot of women are currently have bank accounts or they have ownerships of house or land amongst uh, in several states then also another key point is that the use of hygienic methods of protection during menstrual period has increased across uh, different states in the country but we've also seen that the gender based violence still remains quite high and has increased in some of the states so that's kind of bad okay so in the first few points that you mentioned you specifically talked about certain population based stats so let's zoom in a bit and could you tell me like what are the various indicators used here and mainly focusing on fertility can you tell us about that in detail uh right so like i mentioned right previously that a lot of family planning methods have increased and the fertility rate has decreased and stuff so certain indicators that they have used for population based studies is one is the use of family planning methods for example uh, that includes male and female sterilization as well as use of contraceptive methods they've also uh, seen the total fertility rate as well as the sex uh, ratio at birth now total fertility rate is nothing but the average number of children born to a woman in her lifetime and uh, the government previously has set targets for the total fertility rate to sort of see and analyze the population control and the total fertility rate of uh, 2.1 is considered as the replacement level fertility rate at which population stability is achieved in the sense like the population sort of replaces itself and uh, the national population policy of 2000 uh, kind of wanted to achieve this replacement level fertility by the year 2010 so we are like 12 years delayed but we're still there that's a good thing and we also see that the use of family planning methods have increased and like i said before the the rate has will gone below the target of 2.1 and a lot of states in fact all the states except for uh, mizoram have seen an increase in the use of family planning methods and like for example goa with the 42% increase and bihar with a 32% increase have seen like highest increase in the use of like family planning methods now also most states have seen a decrease in total fertility rate for example bihar's uh, tfr has gone down from 3.4 in the previous nfhs to 3 in the current nfhs and um, all the sort of medium and large states in the survey whose population is above 1 crore have like average tfr is below 2.1 but the thing is we've seen that sex ratios is at birth has declined in a few states for like in the past 5 years or so for the children that were born we've seen that the sex ratio is below 950 for seven uh, states and um, basically when we say sex ratio it's nothing but uh, the number of female children born per 1000 males right so in three states the ratio is below 900 like goa himachal pradesh and telangana 
and the ratio in whole has uh, declined in seven states. The highest decline that we saw was in Goa, which went from 966 into NFHS 4 to 838 in NFHS 5, which is a significant drop. As well as in Kerala, which Kerala previously was above a thousand. So Kerala had more than 1,000 females per 1,000 males. So their sex ratio was really good. So they've gone from 1,047 to 951 in the current NFHS. So it's it's quite a drastic dip. Only Tripura has sex ratio at birth about like 1,000, which means like there are more females born than the males. So yeah, these are some of like the key points as well as like various indicators that they've used. Yeah, these are surely some insightful data points from this survey. But before we move on and analyze more of these data points, I think we'll stop for a short commercial break. Welcome back, everyone. So before we went on that break, we were discussing how there's been a decline in the fertility rate and the decline in the sex ratio at birth. So what could be some of the reasons for this fall, according to you? So I think one of the major reasons for the this fall is education. I feel like with the increase in education, a lot of women sort of prefer to have kids later in their life because there are, uh, especially like with respect to career and stuff, right? You end up having to go through certain career milestones and you, a lot of women choose not to have babies at that point. And just knowing that, you know, the idea of a nuclear family and stuff is sort of encouraged in our country. And this has been that this is something that we've seen in the advertisements and stuff since I think 2000 or even in the late 90s when we our country sort of understood that if we don't regulate or sort of educate people on the increasing population, we will continue to have, because this will become a growing problem. So one of the primary reasons why I feel that this uh, there's a significant dip in the fertility rate is obviously education. Also, what we've seen is that there is, there's been an increase in female sterilization coupled with like continued stagnation and male sterilization uptake. So sort of it kind of shows that family planning is something that women sort of take um, initiative in. And there have been like even men for that matter are consistent. They kind of have an increased knowledge of the fact that continuous use of condoms can reduce the chance of getting HIV AIDS. And just I think a lot of information uptake that is that has been happening. Also, that goes along with the this, the fact that the share of condoms is like 9.5% now when compared to like 5.6% back in 2015 and 2016. And uh, the uptake of female sterilization has gone up to like 38% when compared to 36% in 2015 and stuff. So it might, that 2% increase might seem like a small percentage when you just look at the, uh, this thing as, as a digit. But when you compare it to the population of India and that 2% ends up being a huge number of people, right? And also, I think a lot of uh, a lot of families now understand that having a nuclear family is more uh, better than than a joint family. And there has been an increase in the adoption of the modern family planning methods. Also, because like in 2015 to 2016, it was around 40 
7% and now it has gone up to like 56%, almost like a 9 to 10% increase, which is like really, really, really huge. So I think uh, mainly uh, to sum it up, I think the fact that there is a lot of information about it and also the fact that, you know, people are educated now and uh, we see that uh, we see that change. So, yeah, yeah, these are the things. Okay, so these are surely some good developments that we can see here as per the survey. Even though the state was delayed in achieving these targets, they still managed to do it, which is a good sign for us. Any last uh, final comments from you, Priyal, about the data? Yeah, so like for, I think for our country, this is like a significant feat, especially in like family planning program, because we didn't have to uh, resort to like some really coercive policies, right? Like, for example, if you see in China, you know that they had to go for a one-child policy for so many years. That has caused a lot of issues, like mental issues among parents as well as kids and like so many other economic issues and stuff. So the fact that without having to resort these kind of things, just through uh, continuous education and spreading of information, letting people make the voluntary choice of having, you know, smaller families is, I think, a really good thing. Also, one thing I've observed in this whole uh, survey was also the fact that a lot of these, um, you know, the declining fertility rate and etc. was very concentrated uh, or was very common in like the urban part of the country when compared to the rural part, which I think given more time and having information around, we will be able to sort of get that uh, sorted as well or those things will get better. Also, like with the there's with the financial divide also you see more the richer families sort of you know having lesser kids when compared to like poor poor people and another thing that uh, I also observed but I didn't mention here was also that there's been an increase in like institutional births in our country in the past five years which is a really good thing because a lot of people now prefer going to labor in a hospital rather than depending because you they I don't know whether it's safe or unsafe because some there is there's divided opinion about involving midwives and stuff in deliveries but the fact that there has been an increase in you know institutional childbirth is also a very very good thing and also the fact that we've we've gotten better at infant mortality rate is something that I think we need to applaud ourselves but there are also some areas of concern that we should probably address with time that is the percentage of children being malnourished, the increasing obesity, as well as increase in domestic violence that we see uh, that is currently we seen in the uh, survey as well. But overall, when it comes to purely fertility rate based things, it's good that it's gone down. And this kind of shows that at this point, we are achieving some sort of stability with respect to population. And that is a very, very good thing. And uh, so, yeah, these are like some of my final thoughts. Okay, thanks so much, Priyalf. It was a pleasure hosting you today. And those are some brilliant insights on the NFHS survey and especially related to the fertility rates. We'll be ending the podcast here today and we hope to see you all in the next episode. Thank you. If you liked our show, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can tune into them on the IVM podcast app ivmpodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow IVM on social media. The handle is at IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And hey, 
If you'd like to dive into Takshashila's research on technology, strategy and economic affairs, check us out at our Twitter handle at takshashilainst or our website takshashila.org.in.